Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. I know, put a damper on this if you need to, okay? Um, next Wednesday night is uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Do, do we need to move, move ahead with our class? As well. No. <laughs> no. Thursday. Oh yeah, Thursday. Yeah, obviously, but not, not, no. I'm. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to go ahead. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, we shall have class in next Wednesday night. Okay. Well, there's a couple of hands out there, Pastor. I'm not doing very I was trying to get the mood of the group, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. So, uh, that's, that's what we'll do. And uh, any other housekeeping we need to take care of? We're still missing Kathy as part of our crew, and she was missed this evening, too. Yeah, we got to, I'm, I ought to send a text to her and ask her, where are you? <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're ready to begin. Adam, would you ask God's blessing on us this evening? Father, thank you for uh, just your grace. We are who we are because of who you are. Yes. Yeah. And so, Father, we just, we honor you this evening. Uh, Lord, we want to know you more. We want to know you more deeply, know your heart, respect your heartbeat for what's going on today. Teach us your ways. Teach us, Lord, open our eyes, open our, our ears to truly, truly see who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, okay. Um, let's have some questions on uh, the chapters we have already done, okay? In chapter number one, what became flesh? Ooh, okay, okay, good job. Uh, that's in verse 14, by the way, chapter 1. And chapter 2, what was Jesus concerned about them turning his father's house into? Into what? I, I, I can't hear. Yeah, I, I, yes. And there's another one I will accept too, another answer. Marketplace. Uh, marketplace, yes. Verse 16, by the way. Uh, third chapter. What did Moses lift up in the desert? By the way, it's in, it, it, yeah, it's in the books of Moses too. What? Serpent, snake was lifted up. Okay? Good. In chapter 4, woman at the well, who gave them the well? Who said that? Good. Jacob. Jacob gave them the well. What was, oh, in chapter 6, walking on the water, what was the disciples' response when Jesus came to them walking on the water? We got it, yeah, Linda got it, boom, Linda was right on it. I heard it over here a couple of places. Okay. What did they get? Oh, uh, they were terrified. Uh, that's what it was, and... When God comes to us, even though we have asked him to come and help us, usually he frightens us when he shows up. It's just, it's just kind of a normal thing for us, okay? And uh, that's why when we went over that, I want you to learn to control your fears. Just learn to control them and discipline yourself. Okay. All right. Um, okay. We'll... 
that's the refresher course. And we still got a lot of uh, chapter uh, four to do, which we will do tonight. Uh, on the back of the sheet that you have, you should have, I don't have it. But I, I mean, I got the list here. Uh, the I am sayings. We're going to do the first one tonight. Uh, we brushed into it uh, last week, but uh, first one tonight, which is I am the bread of life. Um, and did you notice in the song the, the, the repeating of I am? I am who you say that I am. Okay. Um, this will be the first I am statement that we have in the book of John, which is, I am the bread of life. We'll uh, discuss, discuss that when we get to it. Um, and we're involved in one of uh, John's way of writing now, uh, doing the uh, discourse. We do, we do not have these long discourses in the other gospels, okay? We don't, we don't have them. John starts in and does these long discourses. No, no matter who's speaking, whether Jesus is speaking or somebody else, we have these long discourses, and sometimes they're, they're hard to follow. Uh, they, 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 they speak to the, a cultural mind that is much different than what we're used to. Okay, we're used to living in a scientific world and we talk a little different, okay? Um, not a little, a lot different, let alone the difference in languages and that kind of thing. So uh, we just want to be uh, aware of that. Uh, but you have these long discourses uh, in the book of John, which you do not have in the, in the other uh, Gospels. Um, obviously, uh, the I am statements you do not have in the other Gospels, which we, we have. And that's what on the back of your sheet, that's... Uh, is a, a list of things that make John unique is, is what you have on the back there. And one of them is the I am statements. That being said, let us begin again on chapter six. Uh, we did two signs in chapter six. What were those signs? What were those miracles? Two signs in chapter six. Yeah, sure, Linda. Feeding the people. Feeding 5,000. Feeding the 5,000 was a considered a sign. Now, remember, John only has seven of these in the major part of the book. Only, only seven signs. And, and so uh, one. Now, what was the second one? Which, walking, on walking on water. Okay. So now we have, we have done five signs. We only have two more to go, uh, and we got quite a few chapters to go. Uh, so uh, the, the two signs that we have to go is in the ninth chapter, uh, we have healing the man born blind, and then in chapter 11, we raise Lazarus from the dead, uh, which is, you know, both of those are terribly, terribly exciting uh, to, to read. But we only have two more, so we're... We, we've already finished five of the seven signs. Okay, let's start in as we go here. Uh, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? There's a, if, if, if you follow the boat trips, okay, they, they knew by counting the, the boats that Jesus didn't go across with them. They know that, okay? Um, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed. And what's the sign he performed there? Feeding the 5,000. He raised you. Uh, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. So these people were following him. Why? More food. Lunch. Lunch. Dessert. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's important to eat, is it not? <laughs> and they figured if somebody could feed them, that's a good deal. We ought to stick with that person. Uh, but that is not a really good motive to follow Jesus Christ. I know years ago, 
Um, and when I'm talking about, I mean before I'm alive even. Uh, they talked about uh, uh, going to like uh, China and missionaries, and they called them rice Christians. They, they, as long as you fed them rice, they would show up. That you know, you, you, you that's what. They, yeah, and so you you have to be you have to be concerned about that. Is why uh, people uh, follow. Um, but here, uh, Jesus tells them what's their motives. They're looking for lunch. That's what they're doing. Okay, let's go to the next uh, slide. Uh, do not work for the food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Boy, a bunch in there uh, uh, to, to deal with. Um, what do you want to spend your time on? The eternal things. Yeah, yeah, you want to spend your time on the eternal things is where, where you want to spend your time uh, and your interest. Uh, and what has God placed on Jesus? Seal. Uh, God has stamped him with, um, he is the real deal. Uh, and we know that, why? Because he has the seal of God on him. And we know he is genuine. Uh, we call them trademarks today, like genuine Levi's or something of that nature, you know. Uh, but that's the, that's the seal. Uh, uh, it's genuine. Then they ask him, what must we do to work God's requirements? Jesus answered, to work of God is to believe in the one he has sent. Faith is the correct response to God. There is no way that we can overstate the importance of faith when it comes to our relationship with God. There is no way to overstate. Matter of fact, Paul will say, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. We usually think that the, the opposite of sin is virtue. That's usually the way we think. You have to train your mind to think that the, the, the response is faith, and if it's not of faith, it is sin. The opposite of sin is non-belief. And uh, so, uh, the opposite of sin is faith. No faith is the wrong response, okay? So uh, Jesus tells them, the work of God is this, to believe in the one whom he has sent. They may be looking for something that they can do, maybe like uh, observe the Sabbath day or uh, some way to uh, project their goodness or uh, their, their virtue, you know. Uh, but he said, no, uh, the, the correct response, the response that God is looking for is to believe in Jesus, the one whom he has sent. And that is the, the correct response. Okay, let's go to the next one. So they ask him, what sign will you give that we may see it and believe in you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Now, there's uh, the Old Testament uh, bread from heaven, and what did they, they ate it. Okay. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. Okay, there's a difference between these two breads, and he, he'll compare these in discussion. They understood that that Moses gave them manna, and that was bread from heaven. But what happened to them? Well, they were hungry again, and they died in the desert. So uh, Jesus saying, it, it just goes to show you that they do not have the true bread because they got hungry again, 
and they died in the desert. So that was not the true bread. What's the true bread? Jesus, Jesus who comes like, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, and so he is the, he's the true bread. And so, uh, and, and now that's the, this is the discourse now on the true bread. Okay, let's go to the next uh, slide. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I know we, we, we get confused sometimes and we don't understand that Jesus came to save the world. Thank you. <laughs> he, yeah, thank you. Uh, we, we get confused sometimes. We think he's... Uh, here to save this chosen few. And that's good to talk about that once in a while. But don't ever lose sight. Uh, Scott's not here tonight, but Scott really put me in on this. When, this is before I came to church here. Uh, we met actually at the community church right, right down the street, Scott and I did, and I knew instantly this this would, would be a friend of mine. You, you, there's some things you just know. And over the years, he has always been a friend of mine. I, I, am, I, am, I am privileged to count him as one of my friends. Okay. And so uh, we, we were chatting before church began. We were just chatting, he and I. And I don't know the reason why this story came up, but he said... Uh, uh, Mary, let me tell you what a missionary told us that was having a conference at church. And then, uh, you, you know them people that you passed on your way to church today that's got their bathing suit on, and some of them are down there on the beach in the water, and you and you saw them, and and uh, maybe even they had their uh, case of beer with them, and they're going to have a fun time on the beach. And uh, you, you might have passed them on your way coming to church today. I want to remind you that Jesus loves them just as much as he loves you. That, that stuck with him, okay, for some reason. Yes, amen, amen. That stuck with him, and then he shared that with me. And guess what? It stuck on me then. <laughs> and I've, I've remembered that. Uh, and sometimes you have to remind yourself. But here's one of those in which it just come through clear that he is here to give life to who? The world. He's not, yeah, he's not a select group, uh, anything like that, uh, but uh, to, to, to the world. There they said, always give us this bread. They're, they're, they're thinking they, they want that bread. Uh, bring it on. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. I, 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 let me emphasize the, the two words that, I am. Thank you. Get that in your head. I am. And we can talk about this from uh, just fr from a, a human standpoint. It is wonderful when you, when, when, uh, you embrace your existence. Okay, that, that's wonderful. But this is much more than that. In that statement, and, and John and Jesus is not making a mistake here, okay? The, the, to I am. Uh, he doesn't discount his existence and who he is. He affirms that in himself. And it would be good if you do that too. You know, if you have to stand up in front of the mirror, I told somebody this week, they said, well, I stand up in front of the mirror and I do this and I do that. I said, do you tell yourself that you love yourself? Well, boy, you know, they, they didn't have a quick answer to that. And, uh, you know, uh, God teaches us to love everybody. And you're a somebody. And, and, you, and you, should, you, you should love yourself. I know it's hard to do because you know more about you than anybody else does. I realize that. I, I, yeah. 
I'm preaching to the choir too here, okay? Uh, and, and so just kind of know that. Um, but affirm who you, who you are. Just affirm. And that's what Jesus does here. He says, I am. But we know that uh, comes from the Old Testament. And they're not, they, they know that. When I say they, I'm talking about John and Jesus. This comes from the Old Testament. And I, and I think it's the third chapter of Exodus uh, where Moses having this wonderful discussion with God, just filled full of understanding about who people are and how we respond to God and, and how we ought to, okay? But Moses asked the question, who should I say sent me? God is sending him. And, and, and uh, God gives him the answer, I am that I am. And, and that's the best translation. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He is linking himself with that Old Testament God. He's God. I am. And I love it when philosophers even talk about um, when, he, when he says that. He, he, is, he, he is being itself that stands before you. We exist. He is being. And the only way that we can have some sense of eternity is being connected with that being. Thank you. That's, that's in a philosophical way of saying it, which is all right to be philosophical, you know, as long as you're correct with it. Amen. <laughs> whosoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whosoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Now, that will come up again in the next chapter, that whole idea of being thirsty, which I love this stuff, okay? I loved it in the fourth chapter, and we're going to have it again in the seventh chapter, and I love it. And hopefully, we'll, come over, we'll plow that field again, and we'll have a good time planting that. Make sure we keep our rows straight, okay, Jerry? All right. <laughs> but as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. So there are some people, even though they've seen all this, they still don't don't catch on. And you're going to see that later in the chapter. You're going to see that. It's just hard for them to make the shift. You remember Nicodemus's problem? He couldn't make that shift. He couldn't understand the words that Jesus was saying and apply them in some other way than what the words were coming out. He said, you must be born again. Well, how can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And, you know, I'm an old man and all that kind of stuff. You know, he just couldn't make that shift to pick up on what Jesus was saying here. And there's people that can't do that, and there's, there's many in this crowd that Jesus is talking to here. They just can't do it. They can't make that shift to understand what he's saying. Manna came down from heaven in the Old Testament, but they ate it and they died. So that wasn't the true bread. It was bread from, from heaven, we'll say, but it wasn't the true bread. I'm the true bread that comes from heaven. And there's a difference. And because you eat this bread, you live forever. Well, what does that mean? Okay, let's go on. Uh, all those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of all those who has, who has given me, lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. Uh, so he, he will not lose anybody. Anybody that comes to him, he will not lose them. Okay? Good thing we go to him. Good thing. Okay, all right. For my father's, for my father's will, is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because I, he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They say, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? whose father and mother we know, how can he say, I am come down from heaven? We know him. 
We know his daddy. We know his mama. We know his cousins, his brothers and sisters. We know these people. How can this be? Familiarity that has bred contempt. Uh, and you, I, I, if you've talked to people, they just think they know stuff. I mean, they, yeah, they know who people are and what they are and how they ought to be acting and are there to criticize at the proper time when they don't act right. And this is, a, this, is this group we're dealing with here. They think they know. And how in the world can anything wonderful come out of a carpenter's son to begin with? Or out of that, that especially out of Nazareth. Anyway, who, can any good come out of there? Well, okay. Uh, we had that question come up in the first part of the, first part of the, uh, of the gospel. Okay. Um, but here, they, they think they know. Now, let me tell you what that bit was about. I want you to not know or think you know so much about other people. And maybe relax a little bit and be surprised by their goodness. And be surprised by what they can do with their life. Let me try that again. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to relax how you view other people and don't think you know a whole lot. You want to say something, Joan? How long have you been pastor? How long have you been pastoring? Uh, I've been pastoring 32 years. Boy, that's, that's a good record. 32 years is what he said here. I have found in talking with church members when I really understand some of the things that they've been through, I am amazed they've come out as good as they have. I just want to tell you, and I, you probably get that. I, I know it's the heart of a pastor. I know if you say that, <laughs> I get that. But sometimes when you listen to them and they, and they share their hurts, you wonder how in the world they got out of there as well as they do. Vince, you want to say? Yes, yes, and it's wonderful when you can, and I, it's always difficult to do now. I understand, I'm not saying this is easy, but maybe to help them along their journey. Boy, that is, that's when you're really doing it there, okay? But as, as you can see here, they, they, they think they know who Jesus is, and they haven't got the foggiest idea who he is. Now, just apply that around you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Stop grumbling amongst yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. 
it is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. So if you have any inkling to go to Jesus, it is God working in you and through you. And you may not be able to say that. You, you, you don't have to say that. God is doing. Uh, the Holy Spirit is at work in ways we do not understand. But he is at work. And we've already learned in the gospel that he works every day. He doesn't take a day off. Okay. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. There's a second affirmation there. I am. When we come down to the end of the gospel, you're going to have somebody who says, I'm not. And you're going to be asked to contrast that person with this affirmation of God, I am the bread of life. Well, we're going to get that in the, toward the end of the gospel, but let's let, let's let this soak into us, okay? Uh, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, which we talked about just a minute ago. They ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which anyone may eat and not die. So we're talking about a spiritual happening here. And Jesus, again, uh, don't be like a Nicodemus now and, and get confused here. Oh, we got a bunch of Nicodemus in this crowd. Wait till you see this. Yeah. Okay, let's go to our next one. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Don't let me forget, we're going to go back to 52. What many believers that read John think that he's actually talking about the Lord's Supper here. Because in the book of John, you don't have the Lord's Supper any place else except this spot right here or that you could call the Lord's Supper in this spot right here, okay? Because in, in the book of John, the last supper uh, they, that they eat uh, to, together, the, you don't have the passing out of the bread and the passing out of the cup. You don't have that. What you have is washing feet. And so John is unique in this, and we're thinking now this is the teaching on the Lord's Supper. Okay. By the way, I really like what we do here at this church. Um, give you compliment or whoever did it, I don't know, with the Lord's Supper. Yeah. But just very, very, very touching uh, time uh, to, to be in church. Okay. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. Oh, imagine that. Oh, isn't that a surprise? Yeah. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. You think he would kind of temper his ways? He just drills on in further. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they worried about? Cannibalism. That's what they're worried about. Cannibalism. Okay, and you would think Jesus would kind of lighten up on them and maybe, well, let me tell you what I really mean. No, no, he just drills right in there a little further. Yeah, drills right in there a little further. Okay, all right, let's go. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, in the Old Testament, it was forbidden to eat the blood. Oh, that's good, yeah, yeah. On another level, it's even a you know, anathema. On another level, yeah. So he's already messing with the Sabbath. Now he's messing with the Old Testament prohibition of blood. It's like, who is this guy? He's just going to mess with him, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's, that's, thank you. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, for, for, my, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, remain, blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. And uh, I, I hope that next time you take the Lord's Supper, you'll be thinking of some of this you know, run through your mind, even if it's just a, you know, just the back of your mind. That's all it has to do, run through the back of your mind. Yeah. Okay, this is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Uh, and again, now these places are not that important to John. Now, it may, may a little be confusing to link up here and there, okay? And so uh, don't, don't get tense about that. He, he's, he's telling us truths about God and Jesus Christ. That's what, he, that's what he's doing. Okay, <clears throat> let's go to our next, uh, okay. Uh, we have the general defect, then we have the 12 uh, maybe defecting, and then we have Peter speaking, okay? So uh, let's do this. On hearing it, many of the disciples, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Mm, tough, tough words. Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Does this offend you? Are you offended? By the way, that's another thing. People just love to be offended. I mean, it. I mean, it gives them. Boy, it gives them. <laughs> try not to be offended so much. Okay, I'm serious. Try not. Okay, hang in there. Hang in there. You'll be all right. Try not be offended so much. Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascending to where? He was before, and the Spirit gives life, and the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. If you, yeah, if you can just catch on, you'll be all right, okay? But if you can't catch on, it can be confusing out there, okay? It's like the wonderful philosopher John Wayne said, you know, if your stupid life is harder than it is if you're smart. Amen! <laughs> All right. Yeah, let me see if I can do it. <laughs> let me try it again, okay? Life is hard. If you're stupid, it's harder. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't pass that stuff up. All right, now, all right. Yet there are some of you who do not believe for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. And, of course, that's a hint at who? Judas. That's a hint at Judas there. Okay. He went, out to say, he went on to say, uh, this is why I told you that one came to me unless the Father has enabled them. For this time, many, uh, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed. Now, you got that, that general defecting now away from Jesus. There they go. They got mad, confused, and they left. Okay. Uh, you do not want to leave me too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Now, you think he would kind of soften up for the 12. He doesn't even soften up for them. He does, are you going to go away too? And so that's what he asked him. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. This has been quite a few years ago now. I had a crisis of faith. If you haven't had one, you probably will. If you don't, good. Thank God for it and move on. But I had a crisis of faith. All that I thought I knew about God was not 
fitting in and wasn't making any sense to me. And I felt alone and like this group, I was ready to defect. And for some reason, I read this wonderful verse and I knew enough about Simon Peter to know he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know. He's, he, he's, he's the one to tell Jesus, don't talk this way. He's the one who denies Jesus three times. But somehow, he understood that if there was any flicker of hope that he would have any life at all, it was in Jesus Christ. And he had that relationship. As dismal as he may be, and that was me. And this spurred me on to maybe learn anew who Jesus really was rather than me telling him who he is. And this text was a lifesaver for me. If you need a lifeline sometime, you might want to read this text for yourself if you want a lifeline. But certainly, Simon Peter, who can say the most stupid things, says one of the smartest things here. He uh, says, uh, said up on the Mount of Transfiguration, well, I think we ought to build these tabernacles up here, and you guys live in that one really. Not knowing what to say, he said that. <laughs> but here, look at him shine here. Look at him shine. He capsulizes what it means to be connected in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and what it means there is life. If there is any hope for life, it's going to be found in Jesus Christ. And it's not going to be found anyplace else. It's not going to be away from Christ. It's going to be with him. As difficult and as little as we understand, and as much as his words sometimes turn us off and we want to run away, he says, to whom would we turn? There's not like a plan B here someplace that you can get. To whom would we turn? For thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. Amen and amen. Save my life. Save my life. He did. Amen. <clears throat> we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you, the twelve, yet one of you is a devil? He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, through one of, who though one of the twelve, would later betray him. And so, uh, so you have the contrast there of uh, Peter, who just, uh, I always, I try to remember this when I think, boy, he's saying something stupid here. Uh, when, when, he, when he does some of the things that, that just seem so out of character even for him, I will remember this text here because he got this right. And it, by the way, this is the one you've got to get right, that relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, go to our next one there. Oh, uh, now we're going to switch scenes. we got time. Uh, now we're going to switch scenes and... Uh, uh, go to the Feast of Tabernacles. And, of course, we begin with not our time. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, this is one of those things that I, I don't have the answers for, uh, but I know there's a lot of questions in there. <laughs> okay, I don't have the answers for. Uh, so I'm, I'm learning uh, as best I can. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee he did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. So you know he's getting popular and they're concerned about it in, in uh, Jerusalem, in Judea. Uh, so uh, he's staying in the outskirts of Galilee, just trying to stay out of their way. Uh, 
And he does that, and we're, we're supposed to be thinking already in the back of our minds because it's not his time. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to be thinking in the back of your minds, that, that he's on a time schedule with him and God, and uh, he will keep that uh, correctly. Okay. Uh, so, but when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was there, Jesus' brother said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea. Again, it never ceases to amaze me. People think they, ought, they know what Jesus ought to be doing. That, that, really, that really surprises me. So his brothers say he ought to go to Judea. Okay. Uh, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. So, so, so you know uh, by reading that, and of, and of course, uh, one of them is James, and he will make a big turnaround later uh, and in the early church, become an important figure in the early church. Okay, so they don't, remain in this but here they're kind of agon you know get jesus jesus to go on and go if 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 you're going to be a real popular person you need to go to judea so people can see what you do and then you'll become popular that's the schedule they had but jesus schedule is what to do what God has called him to do and to stick to that schedule. Okay. But but they but they think this is a this is the path of popularity. And Jesus already proven that he's not in this for popularity. Uh, when, when he says, uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood, and he knew that what that would do to the people, and they just turn around and leave. Okay. <clears throat> Therefore, Jesus told him, my time is not yet here. For any time will do. For you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival, and I'm not going up to the festival because my time is not yet fully come. After he said this, he stayed in Galilee. So there he's staying in Galilee, letting them go on off to the festival and, and do whatever they do there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure all of how this is being taken by them, but uh, I'm, I'm sure the brothers are thinking that Jesus is missing the boat here, that uh, he could seize the moment and... Uh, maybe hit another level of popularity. Okay. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking where he is. So now they go, Jesus is headed up there, but he's trying to stay incognito. You know. and, and that's another thing. If, we think, you know, this, that Jesus has probably got a halo and wears this really bright white <laughs> robe, and we could pick him out. Uh, but, but not so. You, you, you can't really pick him out of the crowd. He, he looks like other people, and that can, so he can actually do this. And he does this uh, several different times in the Gospels in which uh, he will move about, and they don't even know. He walked right through a crowd one time. They didn't even know it. They said, well, where'd he go? <laughs> and what, what it is, he became like everybody else. And, and all right. Uh, among the crowds, there was a widespread whispering about him. They said, he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything public about him for fear of the leaders. Now, notice the, the, the change 
leaders and not, it doesn't say Jews. Some, some translation will say Jews, say leaders. Uh, this translation wants you to understand that when you, when you hear the word Jews in the book of John, you're talking about the leaders. You're not talking about the average person. And that's a whole different ballgame when you talk. Thank you, uh, Mike. Uh, but they want, they want you to, to uh, know that. Uh, why wouldn't they say anything public about him? Yes, they're, they're afraid. They're afraid. It just wouldn't look good to be attached to him in some form. Now, matter of fact, it might be dangerous for you if, if that's the way it was. All right. It, 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 oh, we finished. Yeah. We finished. Excellent job, guys. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I didn't mean for me it was an excellent job. I mean, you all did an excellent job, as I was going to say. Uh, but now the, the next part of him at this Feast of Tabernacles, I think, is just delicious. Okay. When, when, when he not only appears, he will kind of take control of the situation, and it's just marvelous what he does, okay? Are we good? I will have to go look that one up, okay? Uh, but it's not a Passover. Or as I, yeah, this is not like the Passover, okay? We got other, it, it would tell us if it was a Passover, okay? It's some other festival. Frank. Oh, go ahead. Verse I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh! I thought we did. At the end. Then the Jews began to argue sharply amongst themselves. I, well, I didn't want to lose my place when I was there. Okay, <laughs> and I did get back to that. I know I, I, I didn't leave it. Uh, again, uh, I just want to bring out the idea, then the Jews began. The, again, what, when you see the word Jews in the book of John, you're talking about the leaders and the people who, the, the, the shakers and movers that actually, actually can do something about him. Okay? Not the average person. The average person, they're worried about lunch. <laughs> and it's passing. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't get over it. Ever, ever since the disciples went into Sychar to get lunch, and the woman went in there to get souls. Uh, lunch has become like a nasty word for me, okay? <laughs> let's, let's thank God for his word, okay? Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word and how it has saved us in many forms uh, over the years, especially these words of Simon Peter, to whom would we turn? for thou hast the words of life. And Lord, help us always to turn to you for that life. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.